Amen. If you want to turn in your Bibles to Psalm 130, we started looking at Psalm 130 last week, and we're going to continue looking at it uh, this week. Uh, so Psalm 130, and uh, we, as we said last week, as you're turning there, uh, Psalm 130 is, is found right uh, in the Psalms of Ascent. These would be the, the playlist, as it were, for uh, Jerusalem pilgrims heading to the city, heading to the place where worship and sacrifice and, and meeting with God were to happen. And so uh, these, these psalms uh, right in this section of the Psalter are, are just very precious as you think about traveling along what would be a dangerous road in that time, uh, coming to Jerusalem, having these songs on your lips, uh, perhaps even memorized many of them. And we, uh, let me read it for us, and then we'll sort of review what we talked about last week. So let me read from the beginning. We'll be focusing on verses 5 through the end, but let me read the whole thing for us. Uh, Psalm 130. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord, more than watchmen for the morning, more than watchmen for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption, and he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. As we saw last week, uh, we're looking at this question, how, how do you wait with hope? That's sort of our, our theme this month as we're leading up to our Christmas Eve service. Uh, that's part of this Advent season, right, is to sort of get in the mindset of what was it like to be waiting for Christ to come? And then we get to rejoice because we're not waiting for him to come the first time, uh, but we are waiting for him to come again. Uh, And so uh, we sort of get in that mindset, what does it mean to wait for him, to wait with hope? And Psalm 130 uses, in our English translation here, those very words, uh, my soul waits for the Lord, and in his word I hope. And we're going to see that these words waiting and hope are sort of synonyms in the Hebrew language. Uh, We'll look at a little bit in a minute what those mean when we get to verse 5. But just to review, we, we said, okay, when you're waiting with hope, when you're living this kind of life, which is really the Christian life, is a life of waiting, as it were, once we define what that means, what do we do? What does it mean to live this way? Well, verses 1 and 2 tell us that it means that we, along the way, along the pilgrim path, we plead for help. Uh, that's part of the Christian life. Verses 1 and 2, out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord, hear my voice. So these pilgrims along the way, sort of all their struggles and trials, they're heading to Jerusalem, and this is just part of the Christian life, is to call out to God for help. And then we saw in verses 3 and 4 uh, that part of the Christian life is to pray for forgiveness, uh, that this isn't a, a sort of a one-time event, uh, but just as we do every week in worship, and, and I hope you do throughout the week, we bring our sins, transgressions to the Lord. Again, not in terror, uh, but in fear and reverence, knowing that there is forgiveness to be found, that he may be feared, and it leads us to worship. And so as we're in this period of waiting as Christians, waiting for Christ to come back, we plead for help, we pray for forgiveness. And then verses 5 and 6, we'll use that phrase, we wait with hope. We wait with hope. And then verses 7 and 8, we'll see we trust with hope. Now, this is what we do along the way. And so what does it mean then uh, that we wait uh, with hope? Um, 
I actually forgot. Uh, Calvin, maybe you and one other. Uh, do you see that stack of uh, papers right there with a sticky note on it? Can you pass those out? As those are being passed out, those would be some scriptures we'll look at for these these very words. What does it mean to wait? What does it mean to hope? Uh, let me uh, tell my own story. Uh, sometimes you don't you don't really know what it means to wait. If you've ever had to actually wait for something, um, as in it was something you didn't have or that you were longing for, um, and, and in one sense you had no control over gaining it, you, you sort of don't know until you know, <laughs> and then you know what it means to have that longing. Uh, 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 to have that waiting. I'll give sort of a silly example from my own life. When I was a teenager, um, I sort of fixed in my mind a certain uh, purchase I wanted to make. And it was a gaming console uh, called the Sony PlayStation 2. Um, I think we're up to five now. (laughs) Uh, But it was the Sony PlayStation 2. And I went to my grandpa and worked out a deal with him. I think he was going to pay me $5 an hour, which to me was like, you might as well have said a bajillion dollars an hour. And I would go out and I would do yard work all summer. And uh, I'm sure I did maybe an hour per day or something. He was very gracious. Uh, to me, it felt like a whole day's work. Uh, but, you know, as a young teenager, you know, you have sort of fixed in your mind. I want to get this thing. It's going to be so cool when I get it. And that sort of drives you to get out there in the hot sun, pull weeds, lay the bark, do all the things. Um, and so it, in one sense, you could say I was waiting. I was waiting for that day that I could buy the PlayStation, but uh, I wasn't just sitting around, right? It was a very active waiting. Uh, it, was a, it was a waiting with, with hope, and, and, and an active sense of that. And as we start to look at some of these examples, I think we're going to see that. Just from the Psalms, now elsewhere in the Old Testament, we see these words used as well. Why don't we start with that first page where it says wait at the top? And you see the Hebrew word uh, for it there. Here's some examples of this word being used. And I think you'll get a sense of what does the psalmist mean when he says that he waits for the Lord. His soul waits. Psalm 25.3, indeed, none who wait for you shall be put to shame. They shall be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Or later in Psalm 25, lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. Are you starting to see the depth of that word, even just from those examples? Or uh, later in Psalm 25, my, may integrity and a brightness preserve me, for I wait for you. Psalm 27, wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Right? This isn't just biding time. <laughs> uh, this isn't a Christ will come back someday and I'm just sort of just getting through. <laughs> Some days might feel like that. But wait for the Lord. Be strong. Take heart. Take courage. Uh, Psalm 37, for evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. You see, as we're waiting, God is active, working in our lives. Or Psalm 39, and now, O Lord, for what do I wait? My hope is in you. This is a personal waiting. It's not just waiting for some vague idea or doctrine. Lord, for whom do I wait for you? My hope is in you. Uh, Or Psalm 40, verse 1, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. In other words, just like the psalmist here is crying out, as as pleased for help, we have big things that we're waiting for, like Christ coming back, but we have all these little things throughout the Christian life that we wait for the Lord, and then he shows up, 
and then we wait for the Lord, and he shows up. And each time our faith is built because he showed up last time, right? And we see that in Psalm 40. I waited, and the Lord heard my cry. So sometimes the things we're waiting for do have a terminus even in this life. Uh, Psalm 52, I will thank you forever because you have done it. I will wait for your name, for it is good in the presence of the godly. And, of course, we get up to Psalm 130 here. So this isn't abiding time. This isn't a just getting through. This isn't distracting ourselves until the thing that we're longing for happens. Uh, this is very active and personal as we wait for the Lord. If you turn the page, we won't look at all of these examples, but the other word that he uses there uh, where it says, um, and in his word I hope, this same word, and you could start to see why it's a, very much a synonym. You see wait and hope used interchangeably in the English. Uh, But just to give some examples, be strong and let your heart take courage. All of you who wait for the Lord, a very similar idea that we saw before. Uh, Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. Uh, But for you, O Lord, do I wait. It is you, O Lord, my God, who will answer. Do you see this personal nature, this active waiting? And then I gave just a few examples from Psalm 119. We spent some time reading through that wonderful psalm, and I didn't realize how many times this word comes up. Um, But uh, you see how, just like the psalmist here says, my hope is in your word. Uh, Psalm 119, this great psalm about God's word, uh, but also more about crying for help than you maybe think as you get toward the end of Psalm 119. Remember your word to your servant in which you have made me hope. Those who fear you shall see me and rejoice because I have hoped in your word. I hope in your word. I hope in your word. I hope in your words. In his word, I hope. Uh, Psalm 119 is full of these, and that brings us up to Psalm 130, where he says, uh, I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. In his word, I hope. And then he, we see in the last section, he exhorts us, O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption. Uh, what a rich word uh, these two words for us used just in the Psalter uh, as we wait uh, with hope uh, for the Lord. And this fits, again, the Christian posture. You think of Titus 2, that uh, we are waiting for our, our blessed hope, the appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. But it's not an inactive hope. Uh, we, are, we are called to make disciples of all nations as we wait for him to come. Uh, we are called at the end, uh, the very end of Scripture, to pray for him to come, right? So we're not just sort of waiting in the sense that the English word can sometimes make us think. We are praying for it, longing for it, and knowing uh, that he will come. I, I wonder what you're waiting for right now. You know, think of the psalmist. He, the psalmist doesn't tell us exactly what he's going through uh, as he's crying out from the depths to the Lord. He's certainly dealing with some of his own sin. He's, uh, we don't know. But this pilgrim song on the way, for you, is it, you know, obviously we're all waiting for Christ to come back. Uh, but what about those seemingly smaller things? Is it, is it sickness for you? Uh, have you sort of been racked with one sickness after another this season? Or uh, before everyone else getting sick, you've been dealing with sickness for years now. Is it strife? that you're dealing with, with your family. Uh, you're, this week gives you anxiety, thinking about all the times that you're going to be in front of people that are difficult to be around. 
um, and, you, and you're not sure how you might respond in your own sinfulness sometimes. Is it solitude? Perhaps this season of the year for you is a reminder uh, that you are lonely, uh, that you need fellowship, you need other Christians, uh, you need God to show up. Is it slander? Uh, are there those who are mocking you or persecuting you or uh, tearing your name through the mud? Is it indeed sin? Uh, like the psalmist deals with their own sin. Is there sin in your life that you are you're battling, you're bringing it to the Lord in prayer, and it just keeps rearing its ugly head? And it, it, it's not so much that your heart is saying, I love this sin, I want to keep doing it. You're saying, no, I'm battling it, Lord. Why does it keep coming up? It, could, it feels so frustrating and defeating. And so are you waiting for that sin to be put to death in your life? Is it sanctification? You're waiting. You know, there are certain ways that you long for the Lord to grow you and shape you, and, and, and you look back over 2022, and you feel like, I've made 0.01% progress, <laughs> and that is frustrating <laughs> uh, because I know the Spirit's in me. I know that the Spirit's shaping me. I want to see that more. Uh, is it safety or security for you? that you're waiting for, longing for? Is it sleep that you're longing for? Rest, right? Whether (laughs) because of very cute, small reasons why you don't have sleep, uh, or you struggle with sleep in general, or your anxiety is keeping you up. You know, you read the the psalmist say, he gives to his beloved sleep, and and you say, well, I'm his beloved. (laughs) I, I I I long for sleep. It's such a simple thing, right? A, a simple need. What is it for you? What are you waiting for and longing for? Uh, I, I urge you to bring it to the Lord in prayer. Um, again, this active waiting and asking uh, that He would show that He would show up. And I would urge you to come and trust. And that's verses seven through eight. We we wait with hope, but we also trust with hope. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with Him is plentiful. Redemption. He will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. I love when the psalmist, I mean, the psalmist is dealing sort of personally. My, my soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning. More than watchmen for the morning. If you've ever had to actually wait for something, then you resonate with what the psalmist is saying. Right. On a more tangible, if you've ever worked a night shift, you you get the illustration that the psalmist is using when you're just trying to get through the night shift and all you want to see is the sun come up and you're longing for it to come up. And there's the sense in which you can't make the sun come up. (laughs) Um, I I was talking to someone this morning as we sort of pondered Psalm 130 and and they made a, a wonderful point. Why does the psalmist repeat more than watchmen for the morning? more than watchmen for the morning. It's because when we're waiting, it's not like we just check our watch just once. Uh, When we're longing for something, when we're waiting for something, praying for something, uh, to use that illustration, uh, we're checking our watch all the time. uh, We think about it all the time. We're praying for it all the time. And so the psalmist does here. Uh, but, but the psalmist is doing that with, with trust, uh, with hope in the Lord. And as he calls upon his fellow pilgrims, O Israel, hope in the Lord. Let me give you a reason why. For with the Lord there is steadfast love. And that's that precious word, hesed, uh, the covenant love of God. Um, the never-ending, never-failing love of God. That he oaths himself to us. Uh, that's why we can have hope in him. And with him is plentiful redemption, right? 
with him is plentiful redemption. The cup isn't half full, it's overflowing. And so he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Uh, So he has this big hope, this big trust, that if God is going to redeem Israel from all his iniquities, then surely he's going to deliver me in the midst of what I'm waiting for now. And so whatever it is that you're waiting for and bringing before the Lord, know that you can wait with hope. This isn't This is neither blind faith nor transactional expectation. If I do this, he will do this. Uh, This is neither biding time nor wishful thinking. This is simply you coming to the Lord and saying, God, I trust you, and I know you're going to show up, and I pray that you would. So let's let's pray with that in mind. God, we thank you for uh, this precious psalm, and we thank you that you would inspire a psalmist, uh, to pen these words, a psalmist who is waiting, longing, feeling that they're in the depths. This is good news for us, uh, that you have given us words like this in Scripture. I pray, Lord, as we ponder these words, that we would uh, both be honest with you, cry out from the depths if we need to, uh, to you, but that it would terminate in in trust and hope, uh, that we would be able to wait for you in the midst of Uh, whatever struggles we're facing now, in the midst of uh, this long uh, obedience of the Christian life, waiting for Christ to come back. I pray that you would be the one to sustain us. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.